You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society, and thank you for being here. 50, we've been doing this for 50 weeks in a row, which is pretty amazing and wonderful, and I'm so thrilled and happy that you are here. Thank you. Thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you for listening and commenting and emailing. And remember, at any time, you can leave me a voicemail. I'm happy to feature your question on this on the podcast. I'm happy to answer. If things are bubbling up and you've got a question or you want a clarification, I am certain that you are not the only one. And I would love to help. And I think by helping you, you end up helping a whole bunch of people. And I, I look at it as if you're dropping a pebble into a still lake and the the rings and the water, it just sort of bubbles out and, and the realm of people that we can help is just immense and wonderful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing these episodes. Thank you for downloading them. Thank you for forwarding them to your, your friends and your family and your mom and your neighbor. It's greatly appreciated. So Speaking of friends and neighbors and your mom, (laughs) let's talk about toxic people because I have gotten a lot of questions about it and and how to handle toxic friends, toxic family members, toxic coworkers, toxic neighbors. And it's definitely a, a buzz term. I think it's really easy for people to quickly sort of flippantly say, oh, so-and-so is toxic, stay away from them, or oh my gosh, why? I can't deal with your toxic energy right now, and, and sort of putting up arms and sort of, I don't know, flipping your hair and rolling your eyes and, and walking away. But let's sort of break that down a little, because there are things that humans do, and there's behaviors that humans do. And I would like for you to separate the behavior you don't like from the person. And, and I'm going to use, um, I don't know, a toddler or preschooler or an early elementary schooler that is kind of getting on your nerves. (laughs) I don't think you would think that child is toxic. I think maybe they would need some redirection and a lot of love and some compassion and some empathy. And you might need to steer a behavior or help squash a behavior you don't like. So maybe the behavior is interrupting constantly or asking why (laughs) incessantly or just kind of being in your space, or not knowing how to read a room, or constantly shifting the conversation back to themselves. So those are behaviors that can be considered toxic, 
to some. And I think we can all agree that a child isn't toxic. So we all know that person, <laughs> the, the one that leaves you feeling worse off after interacting with them. And my hope, and, and it's silly, but I, I really do believe this because I spend so much of my time coaching and helping and mentoring and then customer servicing and answering emails and answering the phone and helping people. I do have that sort of feeling that I want every interaction I have that person to leave feeling better about themselves. And if not better than themselves, then at least neutral. <laughs> so if I'm in a bad mood and a, a cashier at a grocery store is trying to make small talk with me and I am just not feeling it, then I will smile and I will nod and I will sort of be there, but not on. And that is okay. But I do have that sort of realm of, of an aura that I try and fulfill in that every interaction I have, I want the person I'm interacting with to feel better about themselves or feel better about the situation we're in, if we're stuck in an elevator, something I, I want. I That's part of my personality and, and something that I do. And if that's something that you too have as part of your personality, or if you are highly aware and, um, and are just paying attention an awful lot to the world around you, you may consider yourself a highly sensitive person. That's an, another kind of buzz term that's floating around like right now. And I have people write to me and they say, well, because I'm an empath or because I'm an HSP. So HSP is highly sensitive person. So if you are already deciding and labeling yourself in this way, you're going to pay attention and you're going to be more aware to what you think are toxic behaviors. And so you may then already have this sort of mindset that toxic people are attracted to you or everywhere you go, there's toxic energy and there's bad stuff happening and you're a magnet to it. And, and I'm not trying to victim blame in any way. If this is your experience and your life situation right now, I don't want to tell you that you're wrong. I, I want instead <laughs> to give you a big hug and tell you that I think you're wonderful and I'm sorry that you're having this life experience and I wish I could fix it for you. And the best suggestion I have, and you're going to roll your eyes at me right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. My best suggestion is to slow down and just hit that pause button and go within and, and why why do you think you are finding toxic people or toxic energy or toxic behavior everywhere you look? Why are you finding it at the gas station? Why are you finding it at the grocery store? Why are you finding it at work? Why are you finding it amongst your friends and family? So if you are paying attention to this too much and it's actually causing you distress, then I would like for you to take some time and, and figure out why it is you think this is happening to you. And, and again, I'm not victim blaming. It is not your fault. 
this is happening, but you seem to be more aware perhaps maybe than others. So it's common and, and especially in this day and age, and especially with social media and TikTok, which I honestly have never looked at a TikTok anything, and I don't even know if it's an app or a website, but <laughs> I know it's very trendy, but I, I see the headlines, and for some reason, the news is now picking headlines from TikTok and talking about it in the news, but but the the toxic people and, and cutting them out is happening more and more often. And, and maybe it's because we're living closer together and, and maybe it's because the world's population is swelling and you can't get away from people the way you used to. You don't have maybe acreage around you where you can just kind of go be quiet and, and be still and center yourself before going out and interacting with others. And so it, it's common to refer to people who have these behaviors as toxic. But I'd like you to keep in mind that this term isn't grounded in psychology. This is not a diagnosis in any way, and it most certainly does not have a simple definition. And using this term probably doesn't best serve you because the bottom line is that toxic equals poison. So if you can kind of, I don't know, think of like a box of rat poison with the skull and the crossbone. Toxic things are poisonous enough to cause death. And if you're asking me or asking other people or, or searching in Google how to deal with toxic people, my very, very simple, crazy simple answer is you don't. You remove yourself and you no longer associate. If that person is, is truly poisonous and, and you truly think that this or that person is going to harm you or harm your life, then you get out and you get away. But if that's not what you mean, and you mean that the guy in the cubicle next to you chews really loud and smacks all the time and talks too loud on the phone. And when he gets in your like realm, he complains all the time and you've just decided he's toxic. That's something else. <laughs> and, and in real life, you've got coworkers and neighbors and family members and they honestly, they just might not be as stable as you are and they might not be as evolved as you are. And so in society and in a workplace and in a family and in a community, you do have to interact and you just do. So on my bulletin board and on uh, hanging over my desk, I have a few different memes that I've printed out. And, and one of them that has always sort of helped me says, and it reminds me to stay away from still people. So still people, and then it lists seven of them, and it says still broke, still complaining, still hating, still losing, still not making a change, still living in the past, and still making excuses. 
But if I actually did this, <laughs> if I actually literally stayed away from all of the still people in my life, and chances are you too, all of the still people in your life, I would be awfully lonely. <laughs> so, so try your hardest to separate the behavior from the person and don't label the person, the whole person as toxic. We all have bad days. And if you've got a person in your life that constantly brings out the worst in you and you feel as if you're always worst off after interacting, then I'm going to help you with some tactics for creating healthy boundaries. And, and here are, are maybe some common behaviors that many people label as toxic. Um, self-absorption or self-centeredness manipulation, and other kinds of emotional abuse. And this also encompasses gaslighting, dishonesty, and deceit, difficulty offering compassion to others, and a tendency to create drama or conflict. So if you have people in your life in that way, first off, avoid playing into their reality because what they are experiencing might not be what you're experiencing. So sort of put kind of a, a hamster bubble around yourself and, and step into it and, and just let them live in their own hamster ball and, and live their reality. And then the second one is don't get drawn in. So you stay in your own bubble, in your own hamster ball, and do not, do not allow them to reel you into theirs. And then really pay attention to how you feel. Um, I've got my, my one-page daily journaling worksheet, and um, if you don't already have it, it's in the Slow Down Society Facebook group. But if you don't want to join the Slow Down Society Facebook group and you just want a copy of that daily journaling worksheet, um, email me and I will send it to you in a PDF. Um, but the first thing we do each day when we do the daily work journaling is we talk about how you want to feel today. So if you've already journaled and you've already decided that you want to feel amazing, you want to feel fulfilled, you want to feel confident, and this person that you're interacting with is, is causing you to change that feeling, pay attention to that and and talk to them. Say, you know, I'm having a great day today and it sounds like you're not. So, so I'm sorry that this is your reality, but, but I'm not going to let you draw me in because I'm having a great day. So good luck with that. Take care. I will talk to you next time. Um, and, and really pay attention to yourself and, and that means that you may need to do what you think is a little selfish and, and saying no and putting yourself first, but that's okay. That is okay. Living a slow life, living a life that you've decided to live out on purpose. It doesn't mean that you're all alone and you're living on Walden Pond and you're just journaling nonstop. You have to interact with other people, but you can still meet your needs first. You can still put on that oxygen mask uh, the same way the flight attendants always talk about on an airplane. So create this sort of situation where 
They are in their own bubble. They're living their own life. Their reality is their reality, and they're not drawing you in. If you're in a situation where it's an ongoing conversation or it's a family member you can't get away from and you're stuck, you can offer compassion. And you can offer compassion without getting sucked in. So sometimes people take the empathy a little too far. But if you already know and you've already decided beforehand, before you interact with whomever this person is, what your boundaries are, you can offer compassion and you can nod and you can agree to a certain extent, but you don't need to empathize to the to the point where you're actually feeling their feelings. If they're in a bad mood, no good, rotten, lousy, funkity funk funk, let them, let them say, gosh, you're having a really hard day today. I'm sorry. I, good luck with that. I, I hope it all works out. Um, I'm, I'm going to go finish my walk now. Okay. And, and just you're, you're offering compassion. Um, you do not need to fix their problem. If, if someone is specifically asking for help. If someone is specifically saying, I need your help, I can't figure this out, help. But if they are just complaining, do not try and fix it because you'll not, you will not be able to in, in any way. Saying no is another thing that it is a-okay and no is a complete sentence. Um, and that's tricky. And it's especially tricky for women. And it's especially tricky if you consider yourself an empathetic person or a people pleaser. But it's okay to say, sorry, um, I can't do that right now. Or sorry, I'm not going to meet you for coffee right now. Um, it, it's just, it doesn't fit into my schedule. Um, I'll see you next time. Oh, sorry. That was a computer noise. My computer is updating. And then remember, no matter how that person interacts back, you are not at fault ever for sticking to your own boundaries. If you are a full-fledged grown-up, and chances are, if you're listening to this, you are a full-fledged grown-up, you are in charge of your own life, and you are in charge of your own boundaries. And saying no to someone else doesn't mean that you should feel guilty or have an obligation in any way to feel guilty. It is not your fault someone else is having a hard day or a bad day. Okay, so what do you do if you can't avoid the person? Um, so this is an email from one of my readers. I'm not going to list her name, but I will read her email. And it said, it said, okay, I do have a question for you, Steph. What if the person you are interacting with that isn't good for your body and your brain is your mother, a mother who has always been a toxic person in your life, but now she has dementia and can't drive and needs you? And then this is a bit of a fragmented question. Um, who has told you twice that she should have run over you when you were little, but everyone in your small town thinks she is the sweetest loveliest person ever. Okay. This is a heavy one and this is a doozy. And if someone is acting different to you than they're acting to society at large, then that's kind of a sign 
of someone who's got some narcissistic tendencies and, um, and the, the psychological and technical term is NPD, which is narcissistic personality disorder. So again, I am most certainly not a therapist. I, I am a life coach and I'm your friendly neighbor staff. So I am not diagnosing this, um, reader's mom in any way, but (laughs) I, I did write back to her and I said that, um, when dealing with dementia, it's really best to just do what needs to be done and then try and separate the duty to the relationship and just do the duty. And and it's absolutely easier said than done. So if you are working with someone or needing to help someone, especially someone with dementia, someone with Alzheimer's, um, someone who is hurt or sick, and you already know that they have narcissistic tendencies and are, are behaving in a way that is actually toxic to you and it doesn't make you feel good and it feels like you're dying a little bit inside each and every time you deal with them, um, try your absolute hardest to just do the duty, just do the action. If you need to kind of role play in your mind and and consider yourself that you are a caregiver right now, you are a nurse right now, you are not a daughter, and and just do the duty. And if you, I I sent this off to the woman who the um, reader who emailed me, but one of my absolute favorite books. Um, actually, my friend Cheryl, I think, gave me this book. So Cheryl, if you're listening, thank you. This is one of my favorite books, and I recommend it often. <laughs> it's um, called Will I Ever Be Good Enough? And it's healing the relationship between narcissistic mothers and daughters. And it was a valuable book for me to read. Um, and I wanted to just really be aware of my own actions since I'm raising three daughters. And then also it just has been very helpful of paying attention in um, the the women in my own family and, and seeing different things that have popped up amongst uh, the <laughs> my time here on the planet. So again, it's called Will I Ever Be Good Enough? Healing the Relationship Between Narcissistic Mothers and Their Daughters. And the author is Dr. Carol McBride, and she's got a PhD. It's just a great book. I've, I've given it to some of my coaching clients. We've worked through it. I highly, highly recommend it. If you think that you are a daughter who is, is dealing with someone in your life who might have a bit of power, over you and might have some narcissistic um, behaviors. And, and that person could be your mom. It could be your aunt. It could be your sister. It could be a boss. Um, it could be your grandmother. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a mom in your life, but but someone that you're close to who you feel indebted to. Um, so, so what her email said is that... Um, The mom has always been a toxic person in my life, but now she has dementia and she can't drive and she needs me. Okay. Um, A 
some people suggest going no contact with narcissistic people. And if you are helping to take care of your mom and you can't get away um, and you can't do no contact and you can't fully pull away, there's another technique that I suggest and it's called um, gray rocking. And you literally just envision yourself as a gray rock and nobody can harm you and no one can get a reaction out of you because you're just a gray rock. So especially if you're dealing with dementia and and if you are not in a support group um, through your medical provider, your local hospital, um, some somewhere I am certain in your community, there is a group where that you can join and you can interact and you can talk and you can share stories with other caregivers of people who are going through dementia. Um, I highly, highly recommend it because you need to know that you're not alone. Um, and it's important to hear the other stories in dementia it progresses. So where you are right now on the spectrum, it's important to know what is coming up down the line and being in a support group is insanely, insanely helpful. So please get into one if you're not already um, into one. And then if, if you aren't dealing with dementia, but you just know that there's someone in your life that you can't completely get away from and you have to interact with. Um, The gray rocking technique is a great one and and something that I I would just try and just decide when you're in a good mood, um, create some rules for yourself. And and if it helps, maybe map out a flowchart. If if so-and-so does this, I am going to do this. And if so-and-so then does that, I am going to do this and and decide beforehand, before you're in the interaction, before you're stuck in the car driving this person around, before you're stuck running errands and realizing it doesn't matter if apples were on the shopping list and you spent all your time picking out the absolute perfect apples. If you know they're not going to be good enough and the person is going to be disappointed, deciding that you're just a gray rock and um, you're not going to be able, you're not going to react. And, and it's tricky and it's hard and it's not fair. And it's not something that I wish upon anyone except this happens and it happens a lot. And a lot of us are going to find ourselves in these caregiver roles that we didn't sign up for. So, so many people go into life Um, deciding that they're going to go into social work or deciding they're going to be a nurse or deciding they're going to be a teacher or deciding they're going to go into a customer service um, self-sacrificing in some way role where you're taking care of others' needs and you are a caregiver. And some of us were born into that role and, and it fulfills us and it makes you feel good. But a lot of us fall into caregiving roles that we didn't sign up for, that we didn't want. And it sort of got shoved upon us. And now, um, now we feel a little stuck 
And, and that's okay. That's okay to acknowledge. It's okay to feel the feelings and, and have the thoughts that this isn't fair and I don't like this and, and, and lean into them and feel them, feel them fully and then shift and decide, okay, this is where it is and I need to take care of myself. And in order to take care of myself, I need to do these things and I'm going to find a way to do these things because if I'm lucky, my life is long and I don't want this person or this period of my, t- of my life to suck the, the energy out of me and, and I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to do these things first and I'm not selfish <laughs> in any way. Okay, so that is one question that I got and I'm going to shift a little to another question and it's what if you've got an idea? What if you have a dream and there are people in your life that are holding you back? And this question came to me and, and I wrote out um, a response. And so, so this is the response that I'd written back out back. And you know, it's tricky. It's tricky when someone or some people that you love squash you. So Dolly Parton, who I think we all can agree is amazing and wonderful and lovely. And actually there's a fantastic, I'm off topic now, there is a fantastic podcast series called Dolly Parton's America. So if you're in the mood for a binge listen, Dolly Parton's America is absolutely fantastic. But Dolly Parton has a great quote and it's, you'll never do much if you're afraid to try. So don't let other people's opinions sway you from doing what you think deep down inside is the next right step for you. It's your life and no one is in your brain, no one is in your gut, and no one is listening to your intuition but you. So you get to decide if whatever it is you want to do is right for you, but you'll never ever know if you let the naysayers win and you don't at least give it a go, if you don't give it a try. And also, these quote-unquote well-meaning naysayers, look at them. Think about them. Are they happy? Are they successful? Are they fulfilled? So I'm, if, if, There's this uh, analogy about crabs in a bucket or lobsters in a bucket or some sort of crustaceans in a bucket. Um, But but crabs like to keep the other crabs down in the bucket or down even in the boiling pot of water, even if they're getting slowly cooked. And if one tries to climb out or escape, the others pull them back down. Don't be like that. Don't let them win. It's okay to do what you need to do. And if that means just tuning them out, even if it means sticking your fingers in your ears and putting your tongue out and going, I can't hear you, that's okay. And I will absolutely give you a permission slip to do that. So 
I hope that helps. So again, just to recap, I want you to absolutely set boundaries for yourself and pay attention. And in all of the interactions that you have with people that are exhibiting toxic behavior, have an exit strategy, know what you're going to do and figure it out when you're in a good mood and then just follow through. So I hope that was helpful to you. As always, I think you are amazing and wonderful. And whatever you do today, do it slowly, do it thoughtfully, do it with intention. And I will see you next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.